You're listening to the Mediatrix Wellness Podcast, a show for women wanting to take charge of their healing, health, and fertility. I'm Clara Bailey, a naturopath, herbalist, and natural fertility educator based in Australia. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you what I've learned professionally and personally about aligning life to the ebbs and flows of the menstrual cycle, establishing a strong knowledge base to manage your health and fertility independently. If you'd like to learn more, I create cycle awareness resources for my newsletter community, which you can subscribe to over at clarabailey.com. Now let's jump into today's episode. If I were to distill what makes a holistic approach to healthcare successful or not, it would come down to habits. The most perfect treatment plan means nothing if there is no system or structure in which to implement and ground it into the routines of our daily life. A big part of my practice as a naturopath has been to work out the best ways to help folks and also myself develop habits that support health and to reduce habits that harm our health. Tiny positive shifts and 1% changes really do add to add up in the long term and can catalyze much more significant transformations. I recently read the popular Atomic Habits by James Clear and I was super impressed. James masterfully gathers and distills the science and practice of habit cultivation and behavioral change. He neatly summarizes what took me years to figure out plus some To continue with the theme of mental health this season, I'd love to share some of the key ideas of this book and share with you some ways you can gently tend to your mental health on the daily and perhaps inspire you to read the book in its entirety. If you're a healthcare practitioner working in preventative medicine or someone wishing to align your life to healthier habits, it's well worth the read for you too. So atomic habits and the power of compounding. So James describes an atomic habit as a practice or routine we do regularly that is both small and easy. Their atomic power resides in the compound growth that comes from this self-reinforcing system. For years, the idea of compound growth or compound interest seemed like a financial term that didn't hold any real importance for me. But then I got serious about my financial habits and saving and understanding that compound interest equals freedom and understanding the power of compound growth financially demonstrates how this can apply to many other areas of our life Uh, and for the sake of this article, our health and our mental health. So one of the most potent questions that can help us wrap our head around compound growth is this. And just bear with me a moment. I haven't turned my blog or my podcast into a personal finance um, uh, episode, but it is a really, really great example that I think just illustrates this point so well. So if you were given the option of receiving either $100,000 a day for 30 days or one cent on the first day, but with the promise that your money would double every day over the next 30 days. So that would be on you know day two, you would receive two cents. On day three, you would receive four cents, uh, you know, etc. So which would you choose? 
To experience the full impact of the exercise, I recommend getting yourself a pen, paper, and calculator to do the maths. And maybe pause me here or um, don't read any further than this. But if you were to go the first option, you'd have $3 million by the end of the month. And if you were to go for the compounding option, you would have $5,368,709.12. That's almost double. So it is, you know, starting at one cent and leading to almost over $5 million is something that is very difficult for our brains to wrap around. And that really is the beauty and the mystery um, it's definitely not mysterious. It, it makes complete logical sense, but uh, just the way that it exponentially works is hard for us to wrap our minds around. So if we were to come back to health, habits are the compound interest of self-improvement and changes that at first seem small and insignificant can compound into remarkable results if we're willing to stick with them for years. Changing our identity and systems versus focusing on goals. So when we're stuck in a bad habit loop, it's rarely because we don't want to change, but because we don't have the right system for change. One of the big ideas in the book is if you want better results, don't focus on goals and achievement. Instead, focus on your systems and who you wish to become. So some examples of this, uh, and these are just adapted from the book. So saying that you want to do yoga more regularly becomes, I'm a yogi. I want to break my coffee habit. I don't drink. I'm not a coffee drinker. I want to write on my blog more consistently becomes, I'm a writer. So then let's get this down into the minutia. So, uh, James Clear shares the four laws of behavior change. Uh, before I move into that point, actually, you may like to look at some of the diagrams on the blog illustrating this point as well of uh, focusing on your identity and how you want to feel in the system versus the actual outcome itself. So the second half of the book is dedicated purely to building better habits with a set, simple set of rules we can use. They are these four laws of behavior change. One, make it obvious. Two, make it attractive. Three, make it easy. Four, make it satisfying. And then we flip the script um, and the rules are inverted if we want to break bad habits. So they become, you know, make it invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult and make it unsatisfying. To use some examples from my own life, I wanted to become more consistent with taking my daily herbs and supplements. I'm usually pretty good, but when I'm out of routine or if there's a lot going on, it's easy for me to become patchy, which isn't a good combination as these are the times I need to be supporting my body the most. So to make it easier, I made two small changes. The first is I keep my herbal tea blend next to the breakfast tea that I have every morning. It's a daily ritual. So by having it there, it makes it obvious. And so when I prepare my morning tea, I also put on a pot of my nettle tea. 
then which I then place on my desk and I can sip away at it through the day which is really easy and I enjoy the smoother clearer energy which is very satisfying for my supplements I picked up a five dollar pill organizer and at the beginning of the week I fill it up it has little daily compartments uh, that I can remove and again I just keep that day uh, next to my bed so that it's obvious and then after breakfast or dinner, I'm prompted to take them, which is easy. It's an easy cue. And the satisfaction is for me, I, I enjoy the health benefits of this consistency. So that is attractive and satisfying for me. A habit that I wanted to break was not having firm boundaries, time boundaries with my communication channels, mainly email and social media. Um, so I had some bad habits I needed to break. So I applied the four rules of breaking um, a habit. So first, I had to make it invisible. So I had I chose to invest, this was after a lot of consideration, in a personal phone that is analog. Uh, it's called the Light Phone. I am in love with it. It uses paperwork technology, so similar to Kindles, uh, and it is built as a minimalist phone, minimalist's phone. So it has no apps, there's no scroll. I literally can call and text people. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to some music. It has a calculator and that's pretty much it. Oh, an alarm clock. Uh, and I still have my smartphone, which is my work phone, but I have a timer limit on Instagram for 25 minutes. I've removed my email app. And so now I only check my email on my desktop twice a day at 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. Two, I make it unattractive. So my habit tracker is very motivational for me. Missing out on a cross, which you'll see in the example below, is an, uh, not an attractive prospect for me. So I, I, I love to be able to have that challenge of keeping it consistent. Three, make it difficult. So after my workday and when the weekend rolls around, my work phone is turned off and stored in a drawer. And making it unsatisfying, well, for me, that's the same as unattractive. It's not a satisfying feeling knowing that I'm breaking a commitment that I have made to myself. And I remind myself why I am putting time boundaries on because I, I remind myself of all the benefits of it. So the wonderful, very simple tool of accountability is the habit tracker or the habit log. So because there is a, a vital element of delayed gratification when approaching these changes in micro steps, it's helpful to have a system that can help you feel like you're making progress. Uh, and that in itself becomes rewarding maybe before you actually start experiencing the, the physical or mental emotional benefits uh, so I have long seen habit trackers used in the bullet journaling community, but still I personally saw them as a bit of a hassle until I tried it and I used James Clear's very, very pared down version. Uh, and because I am a very visual person, seeing the chain of X's feels very satisfying and it's tangible evidence that I'm heading in the right direction and making progress. So my setup is a very simple spread in my journal with three to seven habits I'm wanting to cultivate. 
and then it's just about having the date on one axis, the habit, the habits that I'm cultivating on the other, and then when I complete them for that day, it gets a little X, and I just want to create a chain of those X's. If you would like to see what I'm talking about, there is an example on the blog. There's a picture there that you can check out. So for me, um, what I am currently uh, working on is, uh, one, drinking nourishing infusions every day, two, doing 10 minutes of yoga every single day, three, taking my supplements morning and evening, four, 25 minutes of Instagram Monday to Friday, and five, bed by 10 p.m., so I invite you to ask yourself what habits you would love to cultivate. Just start with a couple as not to overwhelm yourself. One to five is perfect. And here to get your uh, thinking going and flowing, I've got a list of micro changes that are very nourishing and fortifying for mental health uh, to get your imagination started. So it may be getting out into the sun for 10 minutes starting a yoga class, beginning to work with a therapist, having a cup of calming herbal tea a day, lemon balm, chamomile, milky oats and nettle are some beautiful choices, only having one to two cups of caffeinated drinks a day, having a nerve nourishing supplement, meditate for five minutes a day, limit your time on social media, read a couple of pages of a book at night, Connect with two friends a week. Get eight hours of sleep a night. Do a little planning and how you can make them obvious, attractive, easy and satisfying. Draw yourself up a habit tracker and just see what happens. And if you're currently feeling overloaded or overwhelmed, make sure you take my Are You Burning Bright or Burning Out quiz. And depending on your results, you'll receive some love letters from me with gentle recommendations on how to nourish yourself and start thriving after a season of surviving. Uh, they can be a lovely complement to the practices of these tiny changes. Thank you so much for listening along to today's show. If you'd like to learn more about me, the resources I create and the work I do as a naturopath, herbalist and fertility awareness educator, head over to clarabailey.com or you can find me over at Instagram at Clara Bailey, double underscore. I hope you have a glorious day.